Good morning and Boker Tov. Welcome back to our weekly 10 Minutes of Meaning, our study of Mesilas Sharm, our charting a path towards a better you. Only 10 minutes at a time. We're so grateful to our generous sponsors of the 10 Minutes of Meaning for the entire year, our dear friends Chani Eleni Grunstein, in memory of Chani's beloved father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. Thank you so much for your generosity. Also this morning, so honored and pleased to have wonderful sponsors Andrea, Sidney, Jacob, and Noah Zucker, in honor of our dear friend Nathan, the great pilot who listens to us each and every week from around the world and has been learning together on Wednesday mornings for a very long time. Nathan, a very, very happy birthday. And also a huge thank you to dear friends Merrill and Jeremy Strauss in memory of Michael Strauss, of Jeremy's father, Neshama Shirav and Aliyah, the wonderful work, the tremendous generosity you show on a regular basis. We are starting a new chapter a new parak in Mesil Sasharim. We are up to chapter 16, which is the next step in our program of personal growth of our own recovery. The Ramchal of Moshe Chaim Lutzato, hundreds of years ago, based on the teachings of Rav Pinchas Ben Yar, charted this path, this course, to a better us. It began with Zahiras, mindfulness, consciousness, being present in every thought, speech, in all of our action. Don't just act instinctively, intuitively. Don't act on a whim, but rather... Be thoughtful. Do I want to say this? Do I want to do this? Do I want to think this? Zahirus, how we can grow in our level of mindfulness. Then Zerizus, after we've mastered or after we've improved in the area of caution and vigilance, how can we unleash our enthusiasm, our energy? How can we pursue goals and make resolutions? Zerizus, how can we live with alacrity? How can we make goals and then go achieve them and celebrate them? And then we moved over to the world of Nikias. How can we identify the pitfalls? How can we eliminate and purge from ourselves the urge and the attitudes that are undermining, that are sabotaging our own success? And then we moved over to the world of precious. How can we live with more discipline? How can we not act based on urge, but how can we be disciplined, live not an ascetic life of abstinence for the sake of abstinence as an end or a goal in itself, but rather how can we identify that which is essential from non-essential, learn to live without the non-essential, so now we can enjoy it in a way that we own it, it doesn't own us. And that brings us to the virtue of purity. Midas HaTahara, chapter 16. HaTahara hitikon halev v'hamachshavos. Purity. What is this notion, this aspiration for purity? It is talking not about our actions, not about our deeds or behaviors, but purity is the ambition and the aspiration to even be able to regulate, to control, to improve, our thoughts, our emotions, our feelings, our heart. We find this language with King David, David HaMelech, Shenemar, as it says, and as Ensiswai made famous, Lev Tahor Brali Elokim. Lev Tahor. We ask Hashem, Lev Tahor Brali Elokim. God, create for me. God, you created for me a pure heart. We're born with a pure heart. And our heart that's getting contaminated, our heart gets impacted, our heart becomes... Uh, molded and shaped by the reality, by the world in which we live. For some it becomes hardened, for some it becomes cynical, for some it becomes stained. But we ask Hashem for help to restore and return our heart to its purity, to have a sense of tmimus, an innocence and a purity. So what is this goal? What is the mission of this step? What are we working on next? Says the Ramchal, the purpose of this virtue, a person should prevent that Yetzirah from influencing our actions. A person should be able to create a force field around ourselves, a protective layer 
to have software running on ourselves, which is virus software. There are all kinds of viruses that can infiltrate. And the viruses are the Yetzirah, the temptation to look at or say or do or think the wrong thing in a way which sabotages our relationships, our happiness, our health, our success. There are viruses that try to penetrate. So what is the virus software that we can live with, that blocks and that protects and that knocks off? It is this ambition to live with Midas Tahara. It is to try to be pure, to try to be pure, to strive to be mindful of not only what we do and how we speak, but even how we think, because ultimately it's what we think and how we think that leads to what we do. That all of our actions should be permeated, all of our actions should be informed and inspired and guided by wisdom and by awe. There are people driven by temptation, by urge. There are people who are animals, animals in the form of humans, who just listen and follow their animal instinct and their animal intuition and their animal-based desires, and they live like animals. And then we have those who strive to be Yitzhak, to be godly. We have the capacity to strive, to stretch, to reach, to be more, to live more, to be higher. And that's what we're striving for, a purity in what we think and how we behave. This is relevant to action that involves physical, material things. Even after we learn to grow greater in our discipline, to only engage and only enjoy the world, that which is essential, not non-essential, to consolidate, to simplify, to live a essential life and to not be distracted and not be fragmented and divided by the non-essential, so we can condition our behavior and we can develop good habits, but that doesn't say anything about who we are on the inside. Our mission in this chapter, our mission in this next midah, our mission as we try to grow in this next quality is not only to regulate and not only to be in control and discipline, sovereign over our behavior, over our actions, but also the accompanying emotions and thoughts that go with them. You know, a person can have a hatred in their heart of someone else. A person can have this drive, this insatiable appetite to gossip or slander or to get involved in some kind of controversy. And they come on Wednesday mornings, they learn 10 minutes of meaning. They join us to learn Mesidus Asharim. So they find the strength in order to hold back, the strength in order to filter what they say. But you know, they walk around inside is bubbling, marinating, inside stewing in that negative thought, in that hatred or tension, in that drive and desire to gossip or slander or hurt someone else. So such a person stewing and marinating in such negativity, even if for the time being they can regulate their behavior, but nevertheless the impact of that virus. And that's why we're working on Tahara. This quality, this midah, is to be able to let go and let God. It's to purify our heart and our mind. It's to not only not misbehave in the world of action, but it's also to not allow ourselves to go bad places in the world of thought and the world of feeling. To not pay attention to personal uh, ego, to not pay attention, to not be drawn to temptation. To be strategic and thoughtful and mindful in all that we do. But not only to be to, to the conclusion of regulating what we do, but to be strategic and mindful also in regulating 
what and how we think and what and how we feel. We sometimes forfeit or we concede that I'm not in charge of my thoughts and my feelings. My actions, I can be responsible for. My actions, God and the Torah can tell me what to do. But how I feel and how I think, it just arises. It just comes. Who can control it? But this midah, this quality, this next midah of tahara, of purity, is telling us that's not true. We have the capacity. Don't forfeit. Don't concede. Don't let go. We have the ability to regulate. Certain thoughts come in our mind. We're able to shut the door. They come knocking. We don't have to answer. And if that thought entered into the door of our mind, we can expel it. We can throw it out and close the door, slam the door behind it. We can choose to occupy that space with something else so there's no room. It can't come in. If we have a certain feeling, if we marinate and if we stew in that feeling, then it's going to grow and bubble up and bubble over until it comes out. But if we get rid of it, if we expel it, if we replace it with another feeling, I'm not suggesting that a person shouldn't realize their feelings. It's healthy to have an outlet. It's healthy for people who need therapy and support. I'm not suggesting we stifle and suffocate feelings. But we also can't allow ourselves to be guided by feelings that are unhealthy, that are negative, and that are self-sabotaging. So we are in control. Don't forfeit and don't concede that capacity. We have the ability. The Gemara Nadarim tells us about Rabbi Eliezer, who had such control over his temptation, his desire, his thoughts. Pasuk and Mishlai King Shlomo, the wisest of all men, told us, in all your ways know him and he will align your paths. We can know God in all of our ways. We can know God not only in our actions, but in our thoughts and our desires. We can aspire for holiness. We're living in a world and a pop culture that says, dress and act and look and think and behave and do whatever you want. But we come from a people and a religion that says, no, we don't live for happiness. We live for holiness, for purity. We have that capacity. And it's not a coincidence that, in fact, a life of purity and holiness is what generates a life of happiness. Don't stop aspiring. Don't stop having this drive, this goal. We can live with this purity, and we will continue to investigate and pursue exactly how. A very happy birthday to Nathan and the Neshama of those for whom it is sponsored, Shav and Aliyah. Rejoin us at 8.45, 20 minutes for Living with Emuna. And tonight, 9 o'clock, we go behind the bima. Till next time, stay happy, stay healthy and stay holy.